name is Jonathan, also known as Die Womp Rat Die, and you have found Binging the Force with the Rocky Mountain Fan Force. So this is a place where Star Wars friends get together and rewatch Star Wars shows and digress doing it. So you can find us on Facebook at Rocky Mountain Fan Force, uh, and you can find this show on a multitude of podcast platforms and on YouTube at Binging the Force. Just look at the, the crawl along the bottom down there. Um, you can also find our new merchandise store at bingingtheforce.myspreadshop.com. So go on that, that site, buy a onesie for, onesie for your cuddly little baby Yoda at home. Uh, so tonight I am proudly joined by Michael, Dale, hey, hey. him, Lily, and possibly a surprise guest later. We shall see, <laughs> shall see Ret- what happens. Returning guest Lily and Kim has actually been in the group longer than I have, which is shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Kim, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, my screen name Sith Chick. I tagged along to a meeting one time with uh, Jeff, my husband, Darth Hare. And uh, then I became the leader for a few years. And then I think I handed it off to you, Jonathan. Oh. And it's still going strong all these years later. Strong's a relative term, but we are definitely still going, which is good. <laughs> right? Yes, there you go. <laughs> strong in spirit. Cool. Well, Cam, we're glad that you, you joined us for, for this little party here. So. Glad to be here, nerds. <laughs> right? You know you missed this stuff. Um, but yeah, you're really involved with the, the 501st and Rebel Legion as well, right? Yes. Cool. How did the uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade go? Swimmingly, it went great. Awesome, very nice. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, it's it's a wonderful event that brings all the Star Wars groups together, you know, to do to do the parade, and it's just so cool to you know have something like that for a community. I know that there's you know other Star Wars fans in other cities that are jealous that we have something like that here. And so we can't forget our X-wing, right? Yeah, plug. We haven't really talked about the X-Wing. So if you have a chance, go out to the Wings of the Rockies Museum, see the three-quarter size, life-size X-Wing, um, and uh, just be amazed. It was actually used uh, – it was, was made after the um, – if I remember correctly, the uh, the Star Wars Special Editions, right? Promotion like for the re-release yeah. or something like yeah, that. There, was, there were several of them made. I know there was a couple of them made to be used in events. Ten yeah. of them or something like that. And then they all got destroyed because they were just left outside and stuff. There's like one supposedly in Texas. They're trying to sell on eBay one time. And then this one, that's the Lucasfilm one. Yeah, and this one ended up, they brought it out to Denver for the first celebration. Star Wars celebration. Yeah, for Star Wars yeah. Celebration. And they just literally... Left, left. They, they just forgot about it. They, they they brought it out for Star Wars Celebration and just never took it back. Like I thought you had it. Yeah. <laughs> Until one day they did want it back. And then Tim, who was in the lightsaber video <laughs> that I watched, uh, he basically got a hold of Lucasfilm and said, what do we have to do to keep it here in Denver? So that's how the maintenance crew came along and the X Wing project. Yeah, formed it formed an agreement with them to say that it stays at the Wings of the Rockies Museum. It gets maintained and repaired so that it's available so that whenever Lucasfilm wants to use it to bring out to events, which they have done periodically, it'll disappear and it'll go to like, you know, I think one year it was like the 
the year that they gave George Lucas some award and it was like some TV thing and it was like they're hanging in the, like, you know, in, in the, uh, in the auditorium or something like that. And then it comes back to the wings over Rockies all broken and battered from having traveled. And then, then they repair it and then have it, you know, have it ready for the next time. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to have you know, as a, as a thing that we have here in Denver. It is pretty awesome. And, and the, the 2009 parade video that I put up on YouTube last week is now our most watched video. So if, it, 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 you know, if half the people who watched that YouTube video would watch one of our episodes, we'd be doing pretty good. <laughs> well, that, that, that's it'll, happen. it'll happen. That, that is our charge here tonight. So we will do our best to make tonight a good one. Um, which, speaking of which, we are watching uh, The Mandalorian Season 1, Chapter 8. Title of this episode, the season finale, is Redemption. So before we get started with that, though, um, I have a question for our panel. Uh, so it seems like throughout this season, especially here in this final episode, Mando seems to have found uh, a crew that is willing to risk themselves for him. His posse, his entourage, uh, his ride or die, right? So uh, if you were faced, each of you, with a life or death situation. So who are two people, one from Star Wars, one from real life, that you'd want in your ride or die crew when when the shit going down? Who do you have to have with you? Whatever that situation may be, maybe you're in, in a bar and it's being you know fired upon by stormtroopers. So they're starting to break out the flamethrower. Who do you want at your side? Two people. <laughs> Mm, uh, I'll go first, and I guess um, I, because I'll stay, I'll take it before anyone else can. So I'll say, you know, the Mandalorian, as of yet in the first season, unnamed. Uh, you know, I believe he gets named in this episode. As a matter of fact, yeah, uh, we finally find out his name. So, so uh, I, I will go with him as as my fictional. Um, I was gonna say Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I knew someone else was gonna say it, so I had to say it first. <laughs> <laughs> Two votes for Randa. Nice. Oh. I don't know about Anybody saying from real life. I don't know about saying the who who in real life because that 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 could. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go with my daughter because she's on the screen there in the upper oh, left corner. Nice. <laughs> she's not gonna pick you. I'm sorry. Probably not. <laughs> no kidding. She's got I'm two sure other parents got, to choose from. <laughs> I've also got a single friend, so probably gonna pick my one friend. Excellent. Good choice. Good choice. I guess I'll go next then. Um, I would pick, I guess I'm choosing Grogu now. <laughs> and my best friend, Melanie. Nice. Awesome. Do you think Melanie has some, some good skills that would be able to help you out? Can she wield a machete or anything? Her, her skills are sarcasm. <laughs> nice. That bites deep sometimes. Yeah, yep. Come in handy. Yeah. That can win a bar fight. <laughs> start one. <laughs> oh, if you've ever seen them, I know you haven't, Lily, but it, it, for anyone else, if you've seen the movie Goodwill Hunting, sarcasm can win a bar fight. <laughs> nice. All right. You like apples? <laughs> How about these apples? Dale, you go. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Luke. Uh, no one ever defeated Luke except himself, so... Uh, no one else, no one ever got the high ground on him or, or took him out um, any other way. So I'll go with Luke. And then uh, rather than say my wife, I'm going to go uh, with my dog, Zoe. 
uh, just because uh, I think it'd be funny, a funny situation. And I could tell my wife about it, but it wouldn't necessarily work the other way if my wife was in that situation to tell the dog about it. So I'll bring the dog along for, for this adventure with Luke Skywalker. So <clears throat> sounds like you guys have some good adventures together. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if Luke has treats. <laughs> if, Luke had, say, if Luke has treats, then the three of you are unbeatable. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say Jeff, of course. It's my real guy. And then um He's got some mad skills. I was thinking R2D2 oh. is I need a droid. I need someone, you know, electronical because I am not that. I mean he has jets. Come on, he can do everything. And Jeff yeah. can definitely build stuff. Yeah. Get, get you through those locked doors, whatever whatever locked door it is, he can open it. Yeah. Jeff Jeff is who you want at that forty five minute mark of every A team episode when they're building something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. Now it's a binging the fourth episode. We mentioned A team. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah, my mine was also was also Luke. I think that. Uh, you know, I sometimes he's pretty whiny though, but I think he would be, you know, he would be able to get you out of scrapes if um, if there is is supposedly a plan and it starts to go wrong, maybe he can still get you out of it, like in Return of the Jedi, you know, because I have no idea what the plan was to get Han out of Jabba's palace, but somehow, some miracle, they managed to all escape out of their lives. So um, that that's pretty handy. Um, and then, uh, and then in real life, um, you know, obviously my wife, she's, she's brilliant, she's smart and she's much more creative than I am. Um, but if I, if I was not allowed to pick her, uh, I would probably also pick Jeff. I think that, yeah, <laughs> he's mechanically inclined. He's super smart. He's got the tools. We have the talents. So yes, he could build whatever needs building to get us out of there. I was thinking yeah. you were going to say with your wife, it's like, she's brilliant, she's smart, and she's probably going to watch this. <laughs> she doesn't watch any of these. She hears, she hears me way too often. Jonathan over here stealing everyone else's ideas? Pretty much. Pretty much. Jeff, yeah. Jeff and Luke Skywalker? <laughs> what the best people do, they steal other people's ideas, and they take credit for themselves. So I had, I had the best idea, obviously. You're really good at that, too. <laughs> This is true. This is true. <laughs> and you called Luke Skywalker whiny? Talk about R2-D2. <laughs> awesome. Well, let, let's see how much whininess happens in this episode, Michael. Shall we, shall we go ahead and watch it? Sounds good. Go ahead and get that rolling. Season finale. Recap the whole season. Yeah, previously on seven episodes in <laughs> one minute, right? Yeah. I mean, basically, you got you got to set up everything, all the characters who are in this, right? Which is everybody, or could, or everyone that could come back uh, for the last one. Yeah, reestablish Paz Vizsla. I don't think they. We know that that's him. I think they literally call him like heavy infantry or something yeah that's what the subtitles call heavy infantry yeah heavy infantry <laughs> yeah, heavy yeah. infantry we find out i believe in this episode that he's paused vizsla right 
Yeah, but yeah, the gathering of, of his forces, the gathering of his team, his Magnificent Seven. True, but I mean, so like, it's been a while since I've seen Magnificent Seven. Is like the second half of that movie basically this episode? <laughs> well, but it's always, I mean, the story is always like they gather and then some of them start to get killed along the way. You always lose some but in, in the huge final battle. Yeah, they all gather and then, they're, then there's the huge battle and you always lose some. Some are more magnificent than others. Yep. <laughs> Quill! We oh. lost Quill! The crispy bacon. <laughs> oh. Watching this episode, um, like before, before, um, right now, um, it was really slightly confusing for me because I haven't seen the season in over a year. Yeah. And so, yeah. like watching like the third or fourth episode, and then skipping to the last episode, <laughs> you're like, I think I missed something. Yeah. 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 But um, it's well, it's so right. good though. You can just pick it right up. I mean, this first season was just yeah. excellent. Every every biker scouts who have, who have captured Grogu. Dang biker scouts. And still have terrible shots. Ah, <laughs> uh, they got Khalil. 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 Yeah. Somehow they did get. That's true. Grogu's perspective with a uh, flapping bag over him. Yeah, these yeah, are some we, pretty good shots of these speeder bikes. I mean, because yeah. like in Return of the Jedi, when we last really saw them, you know, I mean, you you, it was like slightly less believable because you know you got who hits a baby, background. he hits a baby. Um, this, this one's good, good close up shots, good action shots. He hit the baby. I'm surprised I didn't get like a little warning ahead of this ahead of time, right? Yeah, I, I would call this the Kevin Smith dialogue i mean basically two two biker scouts just like a you know I two average joes who like have this job and like what they would chatter about you know this yeah. job sucks yeah the, i don't want to deal with this baby this thing keeps making noise you know the the moth you know he treats everyone you know we, we don't we don't want to like it really interrupt him because he he he, he kills Not people so yeah yeah this is definitely the biggest uh, break from the story for pure comedy that we yeah. ever get in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely our strange. biggest comedy. And like I said, that's it's it's the Death Star contractors conversation from Clerks, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because like you don't usually get this. It's a terrible shot. Terrible it yeah, they literally oh. illustrate something that we've ever everyone's always talked about, but they really go for the joke and actually say, you know, we're going to actually illustrate the fact that they cannot hit anything. Right. Yeah, yeah, kind of practicing and they can't even any yeah. oh blame the gun, shake the gun. It's gotta be the gun. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, kind of kind of breaking the the fourth wall there, but uh no, it's it's good. You can't even see through those helmets. <laughs> yeah. Well, ask him, she's worn them. Yeah. <laughs> uh so the the trooper on the left is Adam Pally, uh, again from last week. Uh and then joined by uh Ted Lasso himself there, Jason Sudeikis. Yep. Um, though they both take a hand, uh, take a turn at punching the child. So <laughs> he just killed an officer for interrupting him. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible work environment. 
Yeah, and that's the thing is, I mean, they literally are the solution to the moth's problem. You know, that, that's exactly who the moth wants to hear from. They've got the child there in the bag, and and he's not finding out about it because they're afraid to tell him because they're afraid that if they interrupt him, he, he kills troopers when they interrupt him. And it's like, no, you really do want to break in with this information. This is information he really is going to want. <laughs> it's giving these guys a lot of dialogue. And it's like really you know making you wait until the action of the episode happens right i mean is yeah. it as far as like you know giving you that that making you wait for it and building up that suspense to get there or is it just too much this is opposite of how yeah, sure. most episodes or the movies start yeah where there's a big build up of something you know is gonna happen and this is like they're just shooting the crap by the water right yeah, all this conversation, and then the droid comes up, and yeah, we haven't had any action. Any missed shoot him. The best droid. Yeah, Dale's just... not the one on screen because he's definitely not a nurse droid. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then of course, baby rescued by Taika Waititi, who directed this episode. Maybe I should have chosen IG Eleven as my writer day. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, uh, but he did kind of get killed a couple of times. Wow. Like three. How many times do you have to kill him? Yeah, he gets killed a couple of times, keeps coming back. (laughs) Yeah. The uh, in the premiere episode, the action scene with IG Eleven was awesome, but now it's just it's just over over the top. Like how how great it is when, when he comes storming into camp, even just that one there, you know, just picking up those troopers and yeah. slamming them. So over the top in a good way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure it's like, it is over the top in a good way. And now they're just trying to figure out how are we going to get out of this? There's, there's literally no way to get out of this. It's an, it's a no win scenario here. You know, and you also kind of, you know, speaking of Sakai Titi, it kind of reminds me of like his style, right? So if you think about like the Thor movies and the MCU, he does humor with his action. So you've already get that at the beginning here, right? I mean, maybe he wanted to make sure there was some humor in this kind of heavy, serious episode. Well, and that was established in the MCU by John Favreau with Iron Man. I mean, you know, with him having directed Iron Man, he's the one who probably, you know, pretty much fought for that in the beginning of having the humor in there. Yeah. That, that's yeah, what, it is. That's what makes the action it. matter to you. I mean, the action doesn't matter to you if, you, if, you, if the characters aren't humanized and you humanize through humor. Do you feel like Mandalorian's been humanized throughout all these episodes? I think he has his moments. There's, you know, there's the moments of levity with you know all the stuff with Grogu. Grogu, uh, the child humanizes him. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's his character. E Web. I love the E Web coming back from Empire. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm gonna let you, Dale. You know, Kim. You guys are more expert on this kind of stuff. Talk about an E Web. Uh, it, it's a big gun. Uh, the Empire had one on Hoth. Uh, Han took it on with the Falcon, but the Falcon is like, that's a pretty good defense and also has a pretty powerful weapon system. If you're just standing there, yeah, I, I think they're trying to drill it into our heads that you're uh, you're outgunned with Justin. Yeah. Justin e. <laughs> no, even them talking and uh, they're like eweb. They're like, we're done. Yeah, they're, they're yeah basically yeah. as soon as they hear it's, it's an eweb. Yeah. yeah, he actually just the. the and then this, the intimidation that that you know, yeah. Mark Gideon gives, where he like you know tells them exactly who they are, that he knows every single thing about them. Yeah, 
You know, she's like, she, you've seen this oh, gun. You've seen the predecessor of this yeah. gun take out your people as they were dropping onto planets, you know. And then Deacon, and now we have a name. Our main oh, character yes. eight episodes in at the end of the season has a name, <laughs> Din Djarin. He's getting in their heads, man. Psychological warfare from off yeah. Gideon. Yeah, he 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 knows all their business, but there is a ton of exposition here too. Like he's really filling in the viewer yeah. of what disgraced what, magistrate grief carga. <laughs> well, he's really laying down what a big <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like also the the bad guy monologuing as well, right? You just should have just shot him up. What are you waiting for? Right? Yeah. Why even give him the night? I mean, I mean, he has to he has to think they have the baby, right? Yeah, yeah. The only, the only reason he's even doing this is because he thinks they have the baby. If if the call from the two biker scouts would actually get through to him, <laughs> he probably wouldn't even bother killing them. He'd probably just turn around and just leave. If yeah. he had call waiting. Or even texted him. Yeah. If, if, if he hadn't cultivated this whole, you know, sense of intimidation and fear in all the stormtroopers, you know, and, and if those biker scouts call would actually get through to him, we wouldn't even be having this scene. Yeah. Thank, thankfully, Mando figured out there is a sewer, so they there is some kind of escape plan because grief didn't even somehow he didn't even know. I don't know where he's been going to the restroom at, but uh, he didn't know there was a sewer under the bar. It's the secret Mandalorian. Um, yeah, that's where the armorer was. That's where he went down before. I mean, he should know. Maybe yeah. you can't get to it from this bar. Yeah. Now, think... Rebel stock troopers. I mean, they've they've mentioned it a couple times. It seems to be this known quantity, you know, from from the rebels. I, I don't remember ever hearing about that. You know, is that is that canon somewhere prior to this series? A rebel shock trooper is like these big, tough, basically seems like marines. It's essentially re rebel rebel marines who you would drop into places and and would kick butt. I'm not sure if I've ever heard them being called a rebel, but a shock trooper I've heard of. Okay. And those were all, I always thought they were the Imperial side. Oh, now we get our huge uh, flashback here. We, we had glimmers of this previously, and now we actually get the fuller story of, of, his, of his backstory here. We did watch the um, Clone Wars episode. Yeah, we watched the Clone Wars episode where he, he you know, talking about, we, we found out, you know, what planet this is later. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not Mandalore like you, assume it to be with him being a mandalorian yeah they do finally put in the line that mandalore yeah. is a creed so this is this is actually concordia uh yeah. that we're seeing under attack yeah, but like you see them under attack by these you know super battle droids right which is cool yeah. but there's no uh clone troopers like it doesn't seem like there's a battle between those two forces looks like they're just here to execute whoever these people, the people are yeah yeah uh, probably because they're under the Imperial now. Is has Order sixty six happened yet? I yeah, I think so. Didn't they shut down all the droids in Order sixty six? Right. That's that's a good point. That yeah. if this is post Order sixty six, um, then it's kind of funny where what where it happened on the on the timeline. Yeah. But if it's supposed to be the Empire, then it has to be post Order sixty six. Yeah, it could be just yeah. somebody activated these droids and are using them, right? Oh, yeah, would just someone, someone yeah, else like, bought those droids, and let's say somehow through a fire sale that the Empire had, so some some other <laughs> organization that we're not even known at this point. Clearance store yeah. somewhere. Yard sale. Yard sale. <laughs> yeah. Get your 
deadly droids. Well, Jawa, you know, Jawa's had a clearance sale. Yeah, which 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 is possible. Uh, Bad Batch season two shows that the droids oh. can be reprogrammed post being shut down. Now, some of this becomes relevant starting next week with the Clone Wars episodes that we're going to be doing next week. So a little teaser for that is Concordia and then who actually rescues him here. I figured it out. Oh, please be Bugs Bunny dressed like a woman. Oh, <laughs> what is that stuff down there? Is that a bunch of cocaine? What's he? What's he down there? In that? Oh, put the kid down there. He'll it's be insulation. Fine. They they're oh. ins installers. Insulation and installers. I thought it was spice. Yeah. I'm confused. Spice <laughs> references to other <laughs> other things, uh, oh, but yeah. Gosh. So the symbol on his. Shoulder there. We noticed this when we rewatched re because we we watched the episodes oh, we're going to be watching next week, and and you know he's actually being rescued here by Death. Can Watch. I say it? By what? Who? Death Watch. By Death Watch. Yeah. Stay tuned for next week. <laughs> mm -hmm. If if you're watching this with the episode and you've got the episode audio, when those doors open, there's a really cool guitar riff. Uh, when he when he bust in there to to save uh, the soundtrack is amazing oh, on yeah. these shows. Did Eddie Van Halen play it? I don't know. Yeah, and he was saved by a Mandalorian with with a jetpack. Foundling. Oh. Heads up for twenty minutes from now. That's you, Lily Foundling. <laughs> All right, flashback over. <clears throat> we're losing we're losing uh, time to get in the sewers. Mm -hmm. Find those Ninja Turtles. Do you think his family's outfits were supposed to be like the the Wookiee robes in the holiday special, or is that just me? I don't know. They uh, use a lot of the same colors throughout all the shows, like the mustards and the browns and the, the, the mustards, uh, red mustard colors. Yeah, and ketchup colored robes from Life Day. Yeah. Me realizing how much of the mustard color we have on the show here. <laughs> Grief had the right idea. He's like, well, if I'm going to go down, I might as well drink the top shelf here. Oh, he was, yeah, <laughs> drinking, drinking until he had enough courage, I guess. <laughs> That's liquid courage he's drinking there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, buttheads. Just awesome. No, no one can hit him. <laughs> yeah. Right at him. He's not even covering up the baby. He's just like, you're not going to hit us. <laughs> Most badass nurse droid ever. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> he he watched the original trilogy before this. He knows what to expect. <laughs> bad. Uh, John was like, man, you shot my customers. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It kind of looked like they were about to beat up the Jawa. I don't know. So... Yeah, they're that's what I saw. I think the Jawa's like, wait a second, they haven't paid me yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he can just take the money off their dead body. Yeah. But he they does. Probably actually... weren't gonna pay him anyways. He he does twirl around here when all the enemies are in front of him. He does twirl around. Yeah, he does a Linda Blair. <laughs> you don't move, and now he's like. Where the baby is a backpack. 
I'm yeah, that's one of my favorite Mandalorian toys. IG-11, speeder bike, and yeah, a little backpack, Grogu. And just mowing down the, the troopers here. Yeah, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Oh, yeah. Android wrecking crew, yep. Although Mando's having a hard time with these death troopers, right? So it's not all easy. Yeah. They are more elite, I would assume. Maybe their armor is made out of better stuff than the stormtroopers. So are these all 501st still that are like doing these stunts as well? I think so. No, it, w it was never all 501st. It was it, they they supplemented the stunt people and the actors with with additional bodies, basically 501st. So I don't think they, so were, they have in the act or anything. If you didn't notice, Den just took the E Web cannon and is now using it as yeah, <laughs> as a hand cannon. Yep. Grief joins the fight. <laughs> Kara uses her big gun. She's got a big one, too. I like her hair. <laughs> She's in the most trouble. Yeah. I don't know if her hair is going to save her. <laughs> and, and Gideon is so cocky in this scene. Just unbelievable. Like, who walks it's through a gunfight like that? No protection at all. Um, yeah, he could definitely get shot here. That's oh, yeah. But let's shoot him in the back. Somehow, Because <laughs> I'm not an All the head. armor. Let's shoot. Let's well, see, so he fights smart. He fights much smarter than the stormtroopers. Yeah. Well, and he noticed he hit it on the first shot. Maybe he didn't start off as a stormtrooper. Yeah, that's what that's why he's a moth. Although you know how how tough can he be if he's not a grand moth? Yeah. <laughs> well, he well, said he's he supposed to be dead, so maybe he just uh, was almost killed. You know, before he was able to move up the ranks that far. Right, and and we don't really know what the organization for the remaining parts of the empire are right now. If everyone yeah. just kept to their same role, or you can kind of rename your your position or promote yourself. If if yeah. your boss if your boss was on Death Star too, then you just got a promotion. So. <laughs> are you saying he named himself Moth? We don't know. Well, I mean, he has the Moth vehicle. He has the insignia. He has the uniform. So I mean, he got it from somewhere. They have a uniform and a, and a cape. He might be a high moth. <laughs> yeah, maybe not grand. High maybe moth. mediocre. You think, he might, you think he yeah. might have been higher up than uh, Tarkin? Nah. Uh, well, Tarkin's been out out of the picture for a little while, True. so I'm sure Tarkin's been replaced. Nine years, yeah. Tar yeah Tarkin's yeah. been dead for nine years. So yeah. If you and think about Grand Moth, it sounds like Grand Moth. <laughs> Grandma Absolutely Tarkin. Grandma Yeah, we'll 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 let Gideon just get as far as Great Moth, not Grand Moth. No, no farther. If if you ever meet George Lucas, please tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we got this guy, you know, and th this guy tries the fire, and he's actually way more effective at using the flamethrower than the Mandalorian seems to be. I think he's the flame trooper, no? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, the uh, Inferno trooper or Incinerator Inferno. trooper. I they have a cool look to them, but I I'm not a huge fan of flamethrowers in Star Wars because it's if you think about it, that is a pretty sadistic weapon. Mm -hmm. Uh, to, you know, 
burn someone alive. Star Wars is about lasers and quick deaths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but all the Mandalorians blood. use them, right? And not a lot of blood. Yeah. But now let's see what can the baby random do. Ear, random ear. Who can save them? It's oh, no. the baby. Nobody. The end. Okay, baby. Could they not bring the e-web back inside? Okay, so he's doing the hand thing. Do the hand thing. Focus. So, but this flame trooper, right? I mean, he's got to have pretty good flame retardant armor if he's a flame trooper. You would, you know, I don't know. It looks like the same stuff the stormtroopers are wearing. <laughs> um, right back at him. Tried to do that so much, Grogu fell off his feet. Uh -huh. If he has any. So did Gideon change the his orders there? So now they're not trying to capture the ch the child. They're fine with cooking him. Well, he said burn them out. Yeah. So, but he's in there. Yeah, but maybe the flame trooper wasn't exactly following orders like he should have. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead either way. So yeah, it looks like yep. they're both dead right now. Yeah. If, if, if he fails, then he has to go outside and then Gideon kills him. Well, the child him. has to take a nap after he does his Yeah, I know. I love thing. that. It's like, oh. I don't care what you smell. And I'm spent. <laughs> so this is really weird that, well, I guess he's a nanny, so he's going to take care of him. But right. it seems like Din just kind of gave up. Like, oh, I'm hurt. I can't go on. I'm done. Go without me. Well, he thinks, yeah, Lemon's gonna kill him because he still doesn't trust droids even after all this. Yeah, especially now he can self-destruct. Even when he said that was the only droid he trusted, right? I need to remove your helmet. No, it's the right, that ends it. You. <laughs> yeah, never lets go of his blaster. He had that ready. <laughs> it is forbidden. It is no one has seen me without my helmet. No living what? thing has seen me. Uh -huh. like, I'm not living. <laughs> Loophole. Right. The droid is big into semantics here. <laughs> so eight episodes in, we see our main character. And he this has is actually name. the very first time I, I saw him. Yeah, you'd never seen Pedro Pascal in anything? No. <laughs> but I saw him in tons of stuff after this. <laughs> sure. Right. There's been a lot of good stuff after since then. Well, yeah, for you, you probably remember him. He was the bad guy in, in Wonder Woman 84. We don't talk about Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Wonder Woman 84. Nope. There's only... What year was it? <laughs> I'm going to guess Wonder Woman 1920. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point in the show... It makes sense. You haven't shown your main character without his helmet off. It seems mandatory that you have to do that at this point. I mean, they've done a good job. They've been really been unusual in that way by not showing the face of your hero underneath the mask and or helmet. But I think you get to the season finale, like find a way to do it. It's important to show that to your audience. We're yeah, we're, we're six hours into this thing. Let's come on. Give us that. <laughs> Humanize this guy a little more. Actually yeah, make him have to show up on set. Right. With the helmet on. 
Because for all we know, it was you know totally stuntmen in the in the armor until now. Uh, they burned the stunt double. They're still around. <laughs> I can stand. Yeah, I can. I can stand all of a sudden. Yeah, that that back to works quick I because follow me. Come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> He's at one hundred percent health now for the rest of the episode. He's eighty percent. <laughs> it's rising up as time goes. He's like loading up 82. Yeah, he's, he's picking up little chicken drumsticks, you know, little icons along the way as he's walking along. You just don't see him. Hearts. Yeah, little hearts. <laughs> I want to say something so bad, but I can't. Okay. Helmet. Yeah, this is a sad moment. No more, no more funny. That's a lot of helmets. Yeah, are there a bunch of naked Mandos somewhere left behind all that armor? Or? Yeah, I think they're dead. Yeah. Because if they can't they take them off. They, yeah, I'm like, if they weren't, then they would be breaking the creed. So people are telling you, like, whose helmet these all are and stuff. And we're just assuming that the armor went around and gathered all the armor and helmets and put it in the pile. Right. That makes sense. I mean, I guess she would probably be burning the bodies, maybe burning them in the armor so that they never took the helmets off or something. I don't know. So you think instead of just putting in the pile, then she like, because here we see her come and gather parts of the armor to go um, turn back into Beskar. But don't you think she would have done that in the first place instead of gathering it all in one place away from her mold? Like her boiling pot or whatever. I think we're going to go with it being a production designer choice there. Okay. It's very dramatic. But I like her uh, her uh, office mail cart to <laughs> gathering up uh, armor. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what we're what we're being told here is there was some kind of skirmish between the Empire and the Mandos because they didn't they weren't natural enemies of the that bounty hunters guild the bounty hunters were, were only interested in retrieving grogu back in that third episode they don't have a beef with the mandalorians now right. no one's paying them to come after them right right he left and he's like you're gonna have to find a new home and they're like uh, yeah this is the way and then he leaves and then they fight his battle and it looks like some of them might have died yep. yeah yeah a lot apparently with that much armor and she's like show me who caused all this trouble like well, what what did they all die for i at least want yeah. to see thing. show me your enemy mm-hmm. he saved me too okay. we saved each other from the mud horn armor's like he's so cute i understand it looks helpless <laughs> coos i never knew coos was spelled like that ever mm-hmm. never thought it, it, it's weird to me that she uh, chooses to stay here to forge, you know, whatever with with the armor pieces. Like, why not take all that armor with you, right? In your new forge, where it's probably a lot host- less hostile environment. It's one woman, Dell, and she has to take her freaking. Um, it is a melting pot, smelting pot. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, I mean, if, if she melts it all down, it's probably a lot easier to transport, too. And you know what? She is not afraid of these Imperials. Even though they come and they defeat a lot of Mandalorians, like, 
She's still I proud. She's hammer. like, I can take them on. I have hammer. Smash his helmet. It, it's a weird hierarchy, though, uh, that she was just left there alone. Like, if there's anyone left, you'd think somebody could stand guard. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that she's there by herself. Yeah, it is. But I guess we're saying everyone else died or left. Well, we know Paz Vizsla survived. So. She made it sound like several left. Yeah, yeah, also. a bunch of them left already. She stayed behind on purpose. Though the way we see her with the rest of the Mandalorians, it seems like she's basically in charge. So mm -hmm. the fact that they left without her to find a new world, how would they contact each other? How would she build a new like area to make armor or whatever? That is a fantastic tease for season two. <laughs> so the armorer just told Den that he's Grogu's father. Yeah. That's I a, am your father. They're a clan. They're a family now. Like, that's the thing. I mean, we know that the helmets, the coloration on the helmets and the symbols on the helmets show clan, and he never had a clan, basically. Now he gets a clan. He's now the clan. Bloodhorn, basically. Yeah, she she made started making stuff with the uh, the mudhorn signet on it, and was hoping he would come back so she could use it. So. <laughs> she already had the stencil. Yeah, so I went through made... all this work. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just happened to have like made a mudhorn um, mold just to put that on his shoulder. Yeah. You don't do the baby thing. <laughs> She's like, ew. Yeah, and I remember watching, you know, when I first watched the series and I first watched the season, it never occurred to me until that moment that, you know, why didn't he have a jetpack? Jetpack. And I guess he didn't get it until he had earned it or until the right, he, he didn't get it until the plot demanded it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the end of that, that third episode, he was like, oh, someday I'll, I'll get that. Yeah, he was like, oh, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. will come you must go and she's like i don't care if they're coming you guys go yeah there's a lot of like exposition connection that had to be made here and then kind of completed in the storyline really quickly while they're waiting for the imperials to show up at yeah. the most convenient time yeah i guess that's why they didn't need the other mandos because they didn't have any useful dialogue but emily <laughs> swallows is here for <laughs> useful dialogue yeah. i think that's the rule and and some cool action. Uh, this is the up. way. Right. The fact that the Imperials never actually catch up with them. Like, we never see the Imperials that are following them. Well, I actually, we do. So long, like, just because they're, yeah, they're that right men left over after getting blasted. I have hammer. You must fear me. <laughs> she is not worried at all. She's like, you know, they're the ones who should be worried. How dare you touch me? Poker in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Does anyone else think of uh, the the end of V for Vendetta when when V takes on all those guys with guns and he's like, "No, what you have are guns." Yeah. Don't bring a blaster to a hammer fight. <laughs> <laughs> hammer time. Or start running at her holding your blaster. Right. Yeah. Why don't you fire it? Not that it's going to do anything to the armorer, 
to make. Okay, yeah. They're not sweating or anything, and they're in a lava river. It's got to be a little warm. Yeah. Star Star Wars uh, physical properties. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Imagine how much Mandalorian sweat. I mean, we saw when he took his helmet off. He he looked pretty grody under there. Yeah. Well, he just got flamethrowed a couple times and blasted in the head. So yeah, blasted by a power cell. Did you notice the uh, stormtrooper helmet like shattering in the last scene, like it was ceramic? That's yeah. The best yeah. Part. And I mentioned that earlier when I was with her like, hammer. Hammer. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Beskar hammer. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Nice job shooting that Caradoon. Where were you with the sewer vent earlier? You would have saved a lot of time. <laughs> Jeez. An astromech. Star two. With right. legs. Yeah, an astromech with legs and arms. It looks like a big R2KT. It looks like kind of pinkish right here. Mm-hmm. It looks a little strange with those big arms and legs. Well, I mean, this is obviously this molten lava river obviously goes to Mustafar, right? Isn't that the only place this thing right. goes? I guess. You've got to input your destination with this with this droid. I don't know that there's a lot of options. It seems like it's upstream and downstream, but right. I would like to go to Coruscant. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I feel like he should be singing opera music. Uh, pushing that thing along. <laughs> It'd be Italian. It'd be like a gondola. <laughs> yes. But but through beeps and boops. Oh, right. Okay, so yeah, there's the light at the end of the tunnel. Dope. Uh oh. I don't look good. Well, he's smart. He's good things Stop the boat. Not like you can stop a boat on lava. Talking to you. Can I just blow your head off? <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Like, listening, so he, we're not worried about him listening now. We, though, I think that would have possibly been your only option to stop it. Yeah. So but, you're just doomed now. Except for IG-11, who died for like the... 1500 time uh, spoiler for the next two minutes yeah, <laughs> yeah at but... this point if anyone's watching this they're getting spoilers if they haven't already watched it <laughs> but then again it's been out for like two three years yeah the same thing happened with my gps today it totally froze up so i just blasted it that was the, <laughs> that was the way oh, you're magellan yeah this <laughs> <laughs> your your so that fix the problem? No, it it was an iPhone actually. I was trying to <laughs> toggle between that and a podcast, but um, same idea. But that's the Star Wars version. <laughs> this is a good moment. It's it's the moment in the story where you know a character is deciding to sacrifice. They're arguing against it a little bit, but then you realize that this is what has to be done. Yep. It's the who's gonna go down with a ship. Right. And in, in this case, it's it's a droid with a lot of personality, maybe too much personality, which is it's kind of strange. Nanny feelings. Nanny droid. programmed all that, I'm sure. Well, sometimes he's got more feelings than Mando. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, he does. I mean, Mando is a Mando. This, this show is called The Mandalorian, not The Nurse Droid. Oh, if only. I would love to have a show. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> why he couldn't survive. Because I want an all-IG show. 
IG-88, IG-11. Yeah, demanded a spinoff if he had survived. (laughs) Very, very Terminator 2 here. Yeah. Right. Thumbs up. So he's going to take one for the team. He's going to self-destruct. Finally. Did he like download his memory into you know some other? <laughs> no, he finally there? achieves his purpose. He's been trying no. to destruct so many times. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it finally. But how did like I forgot what his name is? But one I of the guys be captured. There, how did he find all like most of IG 11's parts? Oh, cool. In a lava river. I oh, you ta- oh no, that's the future. We don't talk future. Ah. Uh-huh. Jonathan said we couldn't. That's right. Not yet. La 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 la. Almost. This is only really my like my my family likes to plot point out a plot hole here that why couldn't he just retrieve the bomb and throw it? But I think he wasn't leaving anything up to chance as far as you know getting getting taken out and the explosion not going off. Yeah. Oh no. Here comes. So this is the same TIE fighter, right? With the wings that were like this straight. Yeah. Um, the regular TIE think. pilots, they're, they're curved. Yeah. Well, like like in last episode, right? Like when he landed, his wings went. Oh, maybe they, oh, flat. Yeah, some of yeah. the ships are cool. cool. Yeah, it's a cool shit. Do the hand thing. Do the hand thing. The magic hand thing is saying hi. He's a hi. He does so often. It's like the cutest thing. It's jetpack time. Okay, I didn't take any lessons. I didn't train with it. I didn't do anything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna now be Luke Skywalker with it, and it's gonna work perfectly. Yeah, exactly. The armor even said you won't be able to use it until you understand how to use it. Yeah. Apparently, we've ah. done that in 10 minutes. Magic Pixie Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's got to hurt. Yeah. I mean, like the G forces to this. Hello. Right? Yep. Yeah, if this was real, he would not be able to hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Moff Gideon's the first person we see pilot a tie without wearing a helmet. So he's that too. Yeah. He's, he's like, you don't want to cover this pretty face. Right. Hair? <laughs> I don't want to get helmet hair. Come on. <laughs> Why doesn't Moff Gideon just like rotate upside down like multiple Ugh. times? So the Mandalorian just either gets stuck around the wing or gets flown off. There's probably not training for that. Like, here's what to do in case someone ever jumps on your ship. (laughs) Don't you have like an auto? Well, don't you have like a? I forgot what it's called. Ejector seat. Like, go like. I don't think Tie Fighters are equipped with that. (laughs) Which means they're always destined to crash. Well, for stormtroopers, yeah, they're probably considered expendable. So, but you would think for a moth flying one around, it would have an ejector seat. Right. Maybe it's not part of it. If they're meant for space uh, dogfights, you can't eject into space. Unless you got the helmet on, then it's all good. Or your Princess Leia. General Leia. Especially the X-Wing helmets. They're really airtight. (laughs) Everyone tries to get them to stay. You pay for Giancarlo, you want Giancarlo. 
topics. Well, all the, all the bad guys are dead. Let's, let's wrap this thing up, right? Yay! It's Miller time. <laughs> Car is ready for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, hey, maybe we uh, can work together. Daddy. Baby Yoda's yeah. ready for a beer. Grief's like, okay, there's no one left to challenge me. I, I kind of run this planet now, and, and you know, I kind of need a sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good writing here that like sets up future storylines. Um, like a lot of them, talk yeah. But he has his clan, his clan of two. Right. He's been told by the armorer, you need to get that baby to its people. What's with everybody touching Grogu's ears? Like, even IG 11 big and cute. Well, grief doing it. I don't think he would really like grief doing it. He's like, ah, daddy, touch my ear. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to use a jetpack now. He's reading the manual while they were in the lava boat. You just didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dele deleted scene. <laughs> You watch you're on that lava boat for like an hour. Oh, manual. I have spoken. Oh. Nick Nolte speaks no more. No. I love that character. Yeah. Ugnot has spoken for the last time. I was kind of sad when they didn't give him the little ball that's on the lever. Because <laughs> that's my favorite part of Grogu. Is him just <laughs> Is playing, playing with, with that little football. ball. It's cute. He's going to eat it one day. He's going to have a it's hard like time. Dogs. He's going to have a hard time with that. Yeah. He's going to have to Chew on this pass it with the force. Oh, I thought I was going to do the Heimlich maneuver. Get that ball. little Mandalorian symbol there. See? Keeps one things in his Ooh. mouth. The Mythosaur, right? Yeah. Why don't you keep it? Since Why don't you hang on to that until season two? We're, we're a clan now, so you, you're technically a foundling. Like me. I usually don't like calling myself a child, but I'm doing it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or they watch him fly off into the sunset. Goodbye. I, I usually don't call myself a nanny droid for my son, but maybe I should for this episode. <laughs> Well, if, if the armorer gives you the, the lowdown on all the rules, then and and then closes it off by saying, uh, this is the way, then so then they're on it. The Jawas are on it, like flies like right there. there. The Jawas are like right there, man. Right there. Like, all right. Uh oh, why is it? And the thing that I did not get, but everyone else who's a Star Wars fan clearly did because I found out the next day on the internet. Uh huh. <laughs> What? The dark saber. Yeah, when everyone else in the world was talking about it online, and I was like, I have no idea what that was. Oh, yeah. Well, if you had watched uh, the Re Star Wars Rebels TV, yeah, show. there was yeah. there was just ten ten seasons of Clone Wars and Rebels to watch. Michael gets this, Michael. one nerd on. point deducted. <laughs> that's oh, a cool yeah. shot. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome what I used as yeah, thumbnail. That's, that's the thumbnail for our episode here. Of course. Uh, yeah. That's a, a good tease for yes, the bad guys. Oh, I love lives. all the artwork too at the end of every show. Season two. The music is yeah. so good too. I love the soundtrack. Uh, speaking of the music, uh, this episode was nominated for four Emmys. 
and it won uh, an Emmy for music. Cool. Or, um, cool. Music composition. So that's the one I won. It did not win for picture editing or Giancarlo um, as a guest actor or for Taika Waititi's voiceover performance, but it did win for music. Crazy. Rightly deserved. But four nominations for one episode is pretty sweet, too. Yeah. Because yeah. usually Star Wars has been kind of shut out in those kinds of awards. Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially to all this concept art, like a lot of it is very close to what actually you get to see in the episode, too. Sure. Yeah. And I think the uh, like the drawings of the people's faces seems to be really closer to what the actors look like. So like compared to the concept art, like the first couple episodes, they're like, well, we're not exactly sure. Maybe. Yeah. But now it's like, well, we know who all the actors and actresses are for these roles. So uh, Katie cool. Sackoff talked about that where yeah. she actually went into a boardroom and there were pictures of like drawings of all the actors and she'd already done the voice for Bo-Katan. She knows who Bo-Katan is, right? And so they asked her if she wanted to do live action Bo-Katan and she was like, um, they're like, yeah, that's why you're here. And don't you, they pointed at the point, the picture and she's like, Oh, I like didn't That's really. Cool. I saw it, but didn't. <laughs> that was very cool. Awesome. So well, we have arrived at the end of season one. Any sort of reflections on our binging of the first season of The Mandalorian? So we do actually have someone watching live on Facebook, and we do have some comments and some questions. Oh, so, that's cool. uh, one one is from uh, right towards the end of the episode when um, when uh, the child was had the had the little um, the little Mandalorian uh, uh, pendant Necklace. in the ship there, and so uh, I think some people here might know this person who's watching us live, um, asking choking hazard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Mythosaur necklace is indeed a choking hazard. Um, but we know we've established several times throughout our rewatch here that uh, the Mandalorian is not the best father figure. Correct. Right? He, he yeah, but it's not a string around his neck. Yeah. Right. As long as he can't get it off the string. And he ate like 12 baby frogs already. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, you were right. She is watching. I'm oh. the one who said she was going to be watching. <laughs> you were wrong. You said she Thanks wouldn't be watching. watching. <laughs> and then she also commented earlier earlier in the episode when uh when we found out that he's dinjar and he was kind of talking about that he you know he's not a mandalorian he's a foundling and then she was asking at that point you know is the term foundling a part of the mando code or was it part of the mando code any that thoughts on an that excellent question yeah that's uh Me. that's the first we've heard it um but bo-katan uses it in season two and then it's again further on in the series. So I think it's a common uh, thing for their, for their little sect that they're not um, necessarily from Mandalore, but it's their, it's, it's a part of their creed when they, when they bring people in, those are foundlings. They're not, they're not born to someone from Mandalore. That's it's people that have been baptism, bap, baptized basically into their, their little party. 
Yeah, and I don't think it's a term that they used in Clone Wars or any time during Rebels, right? It doesn't sound so. familiar. I think it was it started to be used in this show. Right, it seems to be specific to his his co- his covert. Right, yeah. right, because when we see um, groups like Death Watch on Clone Wars, they're a much more hostile group. It's not something like, oh, these guys are humanitarians; they're taking in all these uh, prisoners or all these victims of war. That's not what they were were about at all. Which is a nice teaser for next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I don't get the impression they'd want like kids to be joining their 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 sect to their group right that, that is not their intention at all to be having kids be joining <laughs> yeah, i'm like i don't want to be covered by the rnf logo yeah uh as far as reflections on the season as a whole goes i mean what a way to kick off star wars on your new streaming platform for disney you know, the original ideas of having a Boba Fett film, I don't think it would have had near the impact um, that this series did, or even the impact that like a Rogue One uh, did. I still think as far as like um, Star Wars films that are not a part of the, the, the Skywalker saga, I, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to have a hard time beating what Rogue One did. Uh, with a Boba Fett story or not. So it was really smart of them to take maybe some of those uh, man with no name, bounty hunter kind of ideas and roll them into this uh, this series. Even though it's not Boba Fett, it's a whole new uh, Mandalorian. I, I think it was a great idea and I think they, they, they executed it wonderfully. <laughs> very, very entertaining, you know, for this character we'd never, you know, no one knew anything about. He didn't even get a name until, you know, six hours into the thing. And we finally see his face. Um, what what a great way to kick off uh, a new way to see Star Wars, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Because I think that the way that we consume Star Wars has changed because of the Mandalorian. Right? Like, now you get um, these 45, 50-minute chunks of Star Wars. You get these serialized storytelling we just have to wait a week between episodes and you get eight of them. And, and, you know, and it's, you're, you're encouraged of course to sign up for Disney's new service and watch the show. But like when you have this continuously new um, content related to star Wars, where you can, and it's water cooler talk, right. And you're, you're talking with people on the internet about the most recent episode. It's, it's something that star Wars net didn't really have, um, in a way that was really consumed by by the mass culture. So, like, yeah, you did have the Clone Warriors and you had Rebels and, and shows before that, but not anything, I think, on this scale of, you know, like, like in my work, like I had somebody, somebody uh, in another department who was like, yeah, I was kind of interested in Star Wars, but have you seen the latest episode of Mandalorian? You know, like, that's what the conversation was. It's on still Thursday Star Wars. Was that? Mandalorian is still Star Wars. I know people like they have the movies or one thing. Yeah. And then the other thing. But no, I'm just like, I'll take any Star Wars. People like complain about it or the, you know, this actor or that person or this one has an accent or whatever the deal is. And I'm like, I don't care. It's Star Wars. I'm back when we used to have to wait three years till we get the next movie 
and then there was just those three movies that was it that there was no more star wars after that star wars was over it was done it was the best thing in the whole freaking world and it's gone it's done then you got a book then you got thrawn you know then you're like oh yeah. my god so then we had a magazine and then the internet came out and then we figure out that you know like boards we met you nerds and I, it's it's still Star Wars. It's like shut up, people. Star Wars. <laughs> I, I I think through the Mandalorian, like it's a way to share Star Wars with somebody who's not a Star Wars fan, who who didn't you know still stay loyal throughout those dark times that we call them, right? It's definitely really Western style. Yeah, it has a different, it has a grounded Star Wars feeling. Yeah, and like a grounded style of storytelling as well that I think everybody could could latch on to, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Even if uh, for, for the casual viewer um, that isn't, you know, a, a lifelong fan of, of the Skywalker story, well, you don't have to know any of that. Like, you know what a baby is? You like babies? Okay. You get this show. You can watch this show now. You like Muppets? Oh, yeah. my God. We got the best one. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. me, The Mandalorian has been, like, was most of my original Star Wars knowledge. I had watched, like, the last three movies, but I was too young to really remember it too much. And so Mandalorian, The Mandalorian really set up Star Wars for me. So you didn't watch any of the animated series? No. Yeah, and you know what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, it's... Me and my dad, we haven't really watched much of the animated series either at yeah. all. You know, I think Lucasfilm does does a good job because one thing I've heard, you know, Star Wars talked about is like, what's what's like your entry ramp to Star Wars, right? So for, for people like myself, I'm of the age where the original trilogy was my Star Wars ramp. For others, it was the prequels. For others, it was the sequels. And I think that Mandalorian is as another, if you haven't been in Star Wars yet because of age or interest, Mandalorian is another good entry ramp if you're interested in this Star Wars thing because you don't have to have the baggage of everything that had come before in order to watch this show and, and enjoy it. You know, you can if you want to, but like you were saying, Dale, you know, you, it's, it's not a part of all the Skywalker saga storyline if you, if you don't want it to be. You just watch this by itself. Sure. And, and the little bit we see of, of the force um, Yoda using the force, but it's still, it's a, it's an unknown thing for, uh, for, for Din, you know, when the, when the armor is explaining it, Oh yeah, there are these wizards that we used to fight against. And he's like, I don't want to go fight some wizards, but you know, that's kind of the next, the next chapter of the story that everyone's going to get to see together, but you're not bogged down in what, what does it mean to have the force? Or you know what's happening with the empire? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very easy to see. There's this guy that was trying to do his job, and now there's a kid involved, and he's trying to do the best thing uh, for this kid. And now there's some other bad guys being introduced as the series goes on. So very easy uh, uh, jumping off point. So if you want to take in more Star Wars, you can. But it's a very self-contained story. There's nothing else. Uh, from this time period that that's been used before, you know, that necessarily has to weigh on uh, or, or weigh in on this story. This can be the catalyst for all of your Star Wars entertainment is 
is the series here. So that uh, with you kind of on point there, Dale, we're running a little late. Um, why don't you go ahead and queue up for us? I know we're going to shift gears now, now that we're done with the first season of Mandalorian. Um, where, where are we heading starting next week? All right. We're going to take a little uh, break from Mando from the live action. We're going to hit up some animation that ties directly into this series and some of the themes we're seeing as far as the dark saber uh, um we haven't seen bo katan yet but um dark saber mandalore Ma mandalorian culture uh we're gonna go into uh clone wars uh season one uh shoot i've got it written down here somewhere do. <laughs> uh i'm oh, sorry sorry uh clone Wars season two episodes 12 and 13 next week uh the mandalore plot and Voyage of Temptation. Um, so that's where we're heading. Uh, Jonathan, what what do you think? Some final thoughts on, on Mando, Chapter 8? Sure. Uh, you know what? I really love this episode. I thought it was fantastic. 10 out of 10. I think the internet agrees with that assessment. Um, and it did, did a really good draw, job of wrapping up some of the existing storyline plot threads that they had created in, in the previous seven episodes but also laid the groundwork for a season two. So um, couldn't ask for a better episode and couldn't ask for better Star Wars at a time where we didn't realize we needed it pre-pandemic. Very cool. Um, Kim, did you have any final thoughts you want to share as well? Good, thank you. Cool. <laughs> Lily, Michael? I'm not going to give a complex answer because I'm still sounding. <laughs> awesome very good excellent well with that we'll just go ahead and wrap it up um so like dale said if you're interested uh and and sticking with us we hope that you do so join us next week here on binging the force we'll take a bit of a detour into those clone wars episodes dale was talking about we'll dive a little deeper into mandalorian and mandalore culture so and if you're interested in learning more about the rocky mountain fan force uh check out our facebook page rocky mountain fan force on the old fb um, we're going to have a meeting in April and we'll have more information about that when it's available on that Facebook page. So hope that you will join us there. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you for tuning in. This is the way. And by that way. Spoken. Bye. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs>